Mastermind Agent is proud to present success calls. Top real estate agents from across North America reveal their success secrets, strategies, and systems in up-close and personal interviews. You can find all the calls at www.mastermindagent.com. Hi, I'm Mike Cerrone with Mastermind Agent. This month's top agent is Ken Posick with Keller Williams in Orlando, Florida. Year to date, he closed 73 transactions with a total sales volume of $28 million. His average sales price was $237,000, of which 68% were buyers and 32% were sellers. In his best year, 2016, in Detroit, he sold 118 homes worth $39 million. Ken has a six-member team, one lead agent partner, two agent partners, one executive admin transaction coordinator, one part-time marketing manager, and one team leader. Ken is the team leader of the POSIT Group. He's been an agent for 10 years and works the Metro Orlando market. In this call, Ken talks about flipping and appraising homes after high school, getting into real estate and being successful in three different markets, selling 18 homes his first nine months in central Detroit, then selling 80 properties the next 12 months by working with banks to dispose of REO foreclosure houses, switching back into retail sales and moving to a more affluent part of the city to sell more expensive homes, building up a practice by befriending other local business owners, solving their biggest pain points and asking for referrals, developing channel accounts with people who can send two or more referrals per year, including several sources of leads you may not have heard of before, building up his second practice to 118 closings per year in Detroit, then moving thousands of miles away, starting from scratch, and now on track to sell 100 homes in his second full year in Orlando. The huge, expensive, $120,000 mistake he made trying to grow too fast. Why old-fashioned, inexpensive lead generation is the most profitable way to grow. His vendor spotlight program that results in two closings per month for zero cost. How he closed $3 million in volume this year with free YouTube videos. His simple 60-touch annual marketing plan that results in Sphere referrals. How he gets agent referrals from all over the country. Team dynamics, compensation, profit margins, and more. First, a quick word from our sponsor, RealGTV, real estate agent lead generation television. Need more referrals? Get a free script and simple three-part plan used by a top agent to receive and close 74 referral transactions in one year. Just go to freereferralscript.com. That's freereferralscript.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the call, Ken. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Hey, Ken, it's great to have you here. Kim, before we talk about what you're doing today, let's go back for a minute and talk about what you did before you got into real estate. Uh, man, I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Been in uh, the business in one way or the other since I graduated high school. Didn't finish college, just decided to jump right into uh, into flipping houses right outside of, out of school. That was the time, I was 2003, when really anybody could have got a, uh, a loan, right? And so I took my graduation money and, uh, and a new credit card and got a house and flipped it, made some good money, and then uh, 
just did that for quite some time. Uh, I was also an appraiser for a few years. And then in 2008, I got into full-time sales. Okay. So what year was it that you started flipping homes? 2003. 2003. Okay. Yeah. So we can all relate that the market was hopping then and, and you caught that wave. And then things changed. About 2008, things were actually changing. And that's when you decided to get your real estate license. Yeah, I mean, 2007 is really when I, I noticed hardcore that, you know, you'd buy a house on Friday and by Monday it was worth less than you bought it for. And so hard to um, hard to find some good opportunities when, you know, it, just, it was just rough. Money was drying up in the market and uh, I was newly married. And I just looked at my wife. I said, this flipping things not going to do us right. So let's, uh, let's look at other opportunities. And so um, I had just gotten my real estate license because I thought, hey, I'll start making some commissions on all the houses I flip anyways. Why not? And then uh, I looked at that as really our only option. I mean, I didn't, didn't go to college. I wasn't going to go, uh, you know, start on the ground floor somewhere else. And so I thought, hey, I, I'm a hustler. I'm just going to pick up the phone and start calling people. And it uh, worked out really well for me. Yeah, let's talk about that. So when you made the decision to go into the, the brokerage side, you started to be an agent uh, and transact business in that capacity. That first year, how did it go? Was it fast or slow? It was slow starting out. You know, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty rough. I mean, I would say 2008 was, I want to say I sold 18, 19 homes in the first nine months because I wasn't, you know, obviously the full year of 2008. Uh, 2009, I did very well. Um, I had gotten into some with a different REO bank account, and so um, and that just came from me googling, you know, Wells Fargo Asset Manager, Bank of America Asset Manager, and then cold calling them and just saying, "Hey, my name's Ken. I'm a realtor in Detroit. You know, if you if you need anybody to sell your bank-owned houses here, I'd love to sign up for your asset management company or whatever it is." And so after tens and tens of no's. I got one person to say yes. And so my first full year in the business, which is 09, uh, I sold over 80 homes. And yeah, I just kind of started building it from there. Wow. So you caught that wave, that down cycle wave with all those foreclosures. And so 2009 took off. How about 2010 and 11? What kind of volume were you doing? Uh, very similar. I wasn't really growing leaps and bounds. I just kind of stayed in that, you know, between 80 and 100 units with mostly REO between, you know, 08 and 2011. Uh, and then I, I joined uh, Keller Williams and, you know, they're really big on teams. And so I got an assistant and we started sort of slowly building it from there. But 2011, 2012 is when my business started shifting. That was when the market started getting a little better, right? And so uh, I was looking around, banks were cutting commissions. They were sticking us with lawn care bills and all types of stuff. And I was like, this is just, this isn't the business I want. And, uh, you know, just, I, I want to deal with, you know, people that I know, like, and trust and, and vice versa. And so cold Turkey, we just kind of stopped doing the REO stuff. I said, I'm not doing any more BPOs. I'm not doing any more cleanouts. Like we're done. Uh, we're going to go traditional. And so 2012, we switched to the traditional side. And how did it go when you switched over to the traditional side? What, what happened that very next year? Did you have a base of business or were you kind of starting from scratch? Uh, it was a little bit of both. I mean, that's, that's when I moved from, uh, I, I moved about 40 minutes west. So I grew up in Detroit, uh, like city proper. 
and then right outside. Just not a really awesome area. Good blue collar people, but just, you know, really low price point. I told my wife, hey, while we're doing this transition to more of the traditional business, let's go to where the price points are better and build a bigger database there and, and sort of uh, and start over. And so, yeah, our business definitely took a dump in terms of units. I think we fell into like the 40, 50 unit range, but the average sales price tripled. So I ended up making more money and in, in less time, which was kind of a cool thing, right? <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Now, how did you get a foothold in the new market there in, you said, west side of Detroit? So, yeah, that was just, um, I had heard a bunch of different CDs from different people about building a, you know, a, a database. And like, if you read the Millionaire Real Estate Agent, Gary talks about, you know, building a database daily or feeding your database daily and then marketing to it consistently and then servicing all the leads that come your way. And so to me, that was kind of a new concept of like having a list and having an actual database that you go after. And so that's what we did. We, we started with just growing a database organically. I was legitimately like door knocking businesses in the area and just saying, hey, listen, you know, I'm a realtor in, the, in town. I'd love to refer some money to your plumbing store. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And I would get to know business owners that became fans of mine because I'm promoting them. We, so we built this database organically and uh, all the way up through 2016, when I moved away from Detroit down here to Orlando, you know, it was a huge part of our business was our database. It was over 80%. And uh, so my last year in Detroit, I did 118 sides for just under 40 million. And um, it was, yeah, again, very, very database heavy. So you built that up pretty quick. You said about 2013, you made the switch over. And within three years, you were up to 118 in a, in a relatively new market, 40 million. That's pretty impressive. And you were basically doing it, knocking on doors of businesses, getting to know the business owners and building the database that way. Very impressive. But you moved away. Why did you move away after you built up this great business? It's a great question. So um, you know, my wife and I, we loved Florida. We love Disney. We love the beaches, just everything that Florida has to offer. And so we always talked about, you know, we're still relatively young, early 30s. And I said, we should, we'll, we'll just start planning our retirement down in Florida, right? Maybe we'll get a second home there and visit it often. And then the more we got to visit here, the more we were like, what if we just figured out a way that we could move now? And, you know, realtors typically don't move, right? When, especially once you have a business up and going, it's tough to just cold turkey start over. So we did two things. I mean, one, I had already done it before, right? I mean, I moved from one side of Detroit to the other without knowing anybody. And so I kind of knew what was in store for me. But at the same time, uh, I promoted one of my buyer's agents to a team leader position for my Detroit team. And then uh, and we moved. And so he, I was getting some overrides on the team while that was still running. And uh, it lasted for about a year before he decided he wanted to go out on his own, which I don't begrudge him for, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, so that, that was, gave us some cushion to be able to move and start over. Aha, so you had a little income stream going, so you were able to move with a little bit of cash flow, and you jumped into Orlando, so 2016, we're just talking about two years ago, and how did it go there? Were you able to get traction quickly, and if so, what'd you do? Man, so I'll tell you what, so we had done really well in Detroit financially. My wife and I, we lived way below our means, and so uh, we had money, but no database, and so I very 
stupidly decided to just spend a ton of money on marketing to try to quickly, and, and I'll tell people very honestly about it was an ego thing, trying to hurry up and, and build a brand and build a big business because that's what I was used to having in Detroit, right? That's, I, I was that guy, right? I had a good seven-figure you know, GCI business and on and on and on. And so I wanted to hurry up and get back to that as fast as possible. So when we moved here, uh, the first six months, I spent over $120,000 on marketing and uh, radio ads and Zillow and farming and uh, just trying everything, right? And nothing was really getting any sort of steam. So in 2017, uh, you know, we decided to just wipe out all marketing costs and just go back to what I knew, which was building a database. And um, so what we did, we started with one of the first databases I knew, which I had a really big agent referral network that I had very purposely built. And so I just had to train those people that, hey, I'm no longer in Detroit, I'm here in Orlando. And the cool thing about it is Orlando is one of the biggest destinations in the country right now in terms of people moving here. So we've been getting a ton of agent referrals. And we could talk about what that program looks like. But on top of that, I just you know, started going, again, door knocking businesses and asking, how can I help? And tell me a little about yourself and make it all about them. And in turn, uh, a lot of these bigger businesses are, are sending us buyer deals and sending us who they know. And so anyhow, in 2017, we did about $11 million in sales. So that was our first full year. Now this year, 2018, which will be our second full year, we've already closed here in August, we're at 73 units closed, just shy of 30 million. So for basically our second year in the business, I will exceed what I did my best year in Michigan. So something we're super excited about. Okay. Well, I want to ask a couple questions about that. So first of all, you've got the door knocking in the businesses. You've done it twice. It's worked well. How are you picking which businesses to door knock on? Yeah. So when I say door knock, you know, it's more or less, you know, just trying to get into their world. So it might not literally be a door knock, but like a good example would be like an attorney. So like a probate attorney that they have homes that they come across every single day, every single week, they need a realtor. Well, most realtors, if they have or had the idea to call an attorney, it's just, it's usually something along the lines of, Hey, I'm a great realtor. If you have anybody that needs a home CMA, let me know. Right. That's, that's really not any value. Right? It's all about the realtor. It has nothing to do with the attorney. And so a lot of those people, just their cards get thrown away and they never get any traction. Well, how we've been able to gain traction with different people like that is just how can we provide value? What's their pain point? And I'll try to solve it. And so, so a, a probate attorney, again, is a great example. They have somebody who takes over an estate. They don't live here. They typically need somebody to manage the process of getting the house cleaned out. And, you know, getting it painted, maybe or new carpet or, you know, so, hey, listen, would it be beneficial to you as an attorney if I have a vendor network that can help you completely manage the process to make it super easy for your client? Yeah, of course it would. Okay, great. Let me know when, when I can meet with you for 15 minutes to show you what we do. Okay, now you're going to have plenty that say no. But again, it's going to be a couple that say yes. And that's all you're looking for. Another thing we do with business owners is sit down I teach all the, all the new agents that join our team now. This is kind of the, the main program. I say, listen, I want you to go find 20 vendors that we're going to need anyways, because we want to create a world-class vendor network. And so you're sitting down with plumbers and electricians and roofers and landscapers and pool people and you know anything you were going to come across. And you ask the folks, hey, listen, um, do you have 15 minutes? I can either come meet you on a job site or grab a cup of coffee with you. 
And the script basically is, hey, listen, we're going to have an opportunity to refer you eight to 10 different clients over the next year, right? Because, you know, an inspection issue pops up. We need electricians. We need plumbers. We need all these people. And so if I refer you, you know, five to 15 people over a, a year period, do you think that you could refer me and myself, my team, at least one deal over the next year? Somebody looking to buy or sell. Do you think that's a fair trade? Nice. Yeah. Would you, as, as a business owner, Mike, yes. what would you say? Yes. Yeah, of course. So, so that's all I'm looking to do. And then, and then I'll say, listen, if the year goes by and, you know, next August rolls around and we haven't received one referral from you and we're sending you all of our quality people and you haven't sent anybody to us in return, we're probably going to be looking for a new plumber. <laughs> okay. And, and right. so it's, it's legitimately that easy, right? And so, and we do go through like, listen, there's really two things that are important. One is that you're going to take great care of our people. We want them to be as big of raving fans as you, as hopefully they are of us. And so that's very important to us. Like we're not just, just only looking for people that are referring us to have a reciprocal relationship. Because really, if, if my buyer really does love their plumber and I was the one who referred them to them, then I look good, right? And so, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. And then they have to refer us to deal over the next year. And so, that's a really powerful and quick way that you can get into a business person's world who's potentially getting in front of hundreds of people a year to talk about you. And our vendors are very good with referring us. Uh, and so that's a really great way to quickly build a database that's a mutual benefit. How big is your current database of vendors, this vendor network? 150 plus, it's over 150. And we're, we're always top grading. What does top grading mean? What do you mean by that? People that if, you know, they haven't got five-star reviews, because we asked, hey, how did the, the vendors that we referred you, how'd they do? If they're not getting raving reviews, then we're going to top grade them. And then again, if they haven't referred us anybody, then we're going to top grade them, meaning that we're going to start referring somebody else. We're going to, we need to meet with a new roofer because the last job was good, but took too long or was maybe too much on the price or something like that. Well, we want the best. That's a value proposition. When I'm sitting down at someone's kitchen table to talk about, hey, listen, when we get to the inspection period, don't worry. I'm going to make sure anything that pops up during inspection, our vendor list is going to be able to knock it out for the, the best price and the best quality. It's one of our value. As a buyer coming in and working with our team, it's like, listen, if you're going to get a fixer-upper, that's great. We have a vendor network that we've already vetted. You don't need Angie's list. You've got Ken's list. So we're just, or again, we're just trying to provide some value for everybody involved. You said you're top grading. You got 150. Are you ranking these companies in their specific niche, say the top three or top five, and those are the ones you're going to refer out? Or is it that you have them in this database of 150 and then your folks are going to pick out of that group just randomly who they're referring? Yeah, well, you know, usually the people are asking us for one or two people. And so uh, depending on the area of town or depending on if it's a, here we've got clay roofs, we've got asphalt roofs, we've got metal roofs. And so maybe you know, we want to refer them to the guy that's going to be the best for what they're looking for. And uh, yeah, so that, that's the way we go about it. And so what you're doing is you are eliminating or taking people off the list if after a, a certain period of time, they're no longer either sending referrals and or performing well on the job. They're getting a low review. You're just removing them from your database. You got it. Very good. Now, over the course of the last two years you've been doing this, 
you got 150 vendors in there. How many actual transactions have come out of those relationships? It's uh, so year to date of the 73. I was going through this actually from our vendor network. We've had like 14 sales already this year from our vendor network. And so not everybody's referring us. And so that's again why we're going to top grade. And, and obviously we've just gotten here. You know, we'll do a little over 100 units this year. So maybe I'm not referring as much as I'd hoped. Uh, and so maybe that person's not as loyal to me or maybe one of many, many things, but 14 sales out of, and it cost me $0 to get a no referral fees, no nothing, right? To us, it's a really high producing leg. Yeah, well, that's uh, 20% of your business. If I'm doing my math right, about 6 million in volume, and I'm sure people can figure out the commissions on that. That's not a bad return. It's not about ROI for having a cup of coffee, which I do all the time anyway. So, <laughs> And it's a great way to get into an area that you don't know anybody. People ask us this all the time. They've moved, relocated, or they're real young. For whatever reason, they're starting with a very small database or no database. This is a great way to get your database up and running. You got it. Yeah. I mean, a really great example of this and how powerful it can be in 2016, so my last year in Detroit. People would ask me, like, you know, why do you go work out at that specific gym? Well, I work out at this specific gym because the guy who owns the gym, his clients are the people that I want to know. They're the affluent. He's going into their personal homes in these big gated communities, and those are the homes that I want to sell, right? And so I could go to Lifetime Fitness, or I could go to Planet Fitness and pay 10 bucks a month, but I go to this guy's gym because he's connected with the people that I want to be connected with. And so... Having done that and then getting into his world, telling him what I'm doing in terms of marketing and we talk business, then he starts referring me. And so this guy, this one gym owner sent me $4 million in business in 2016 alone. And so that's the kind of relationships that you're looking to create. Now, I also brought a bunch of people to his gym, right? So it was reciprocal. And so he got a lot out of it. I got a lot of it. And that's the kind of stuff we're looking to do. True networking. Very nice. Now. Now, a quick word from our sponsor, Real GTV, real estate agent lead generation television, where top agents reveal exactly how they create consistent flows of home buyer and home seller leads into their practices every month. Need more leads? Hit the pause button right now. Open Google and search Real GTV. That's R E A L G dot TV. Now, back to the show. When we were preparing for this call, you told me that I should ask you about channel accounts. What are channel accounts? So channel accounts would be anybody that is referring you to plus deals a year. And so that's the other piece of our business. It's very similar to the networking and the business stuff we just talked about. So whether that's an attorney, you know, probate person or a divorce attorney or something like that. So, you know, there's a lot of them out there you can think of that are really more like accounts. Uh, I was I was out at a real estate event and I heard this big New York realtor talk. It was actually Frederick Eklund from uh, Million Dollar Listing. So I don't know if you ever watched the show. He's kind of boisterous and kind of crazy. But and I, I didn't honestly think I was going to get anything out of his talk, to be completely honest. But he said a lot of amazing little tidbits that we took away. And one of those was he goes after developers because if you're going to have one appointment, like one listing appointment, why not have one listing appointment where you can get 20 deals from that? And so he goes after developers and buildings and that sort of thing, which I thought was, to me, brilliant, right? I mean, it's just as hard to go get one meeting with one developer as it is an expired listing. 
And so we and our team, when we're prospecting, we're going after what I say, we're, we're, we're whale hunting. And so maybe that's like a Dave Ramsey, you know, becoming an ELP, right? If you become an ELP and they send you 10 deals a year, great. That's a channel account. Uh, I just landed uh, a healthcare system here in Orlando where they're going to send us a lot of their inbound physicians that are there. And do you think physicians buy big houses or small ones? Big ones. Usually big ones. So that basically was going after physician recruiters and saying, hey, listen, what's your pain? What can I help you solve other than just sending us your, your physician? Uh, what can I help you with? And they said that a big piece of it was fallout. They would move to a Detroit or an Orlando. They'd take a tour through, go on the job interview, and then not get excited enough about moving there. So I said, great. What if we give them a lifestyle tour, convince them that Orlando is an amazing place to live because it is. And through that process, then all they have to worry about is do they want the job or not? We killed it. So now we're getting these physicians that are moving here. And, you know, hey, we take out five or six and maybe two buy. But again, those are great price points and loyal, ready to go clients. So um, those are the sort of things that when you're prospecting, focus on how can I go prospect somebody that's possibly going to send me two to 20 deals a year and put that into your schedule. And if you're doing that, it'll make you so much more consistent. Your business will grow faster, make your database even more powerful. A couple things there. So these channel accounts remind me of your old REO days where you have a bank who's giving you multiple transactions and you're just looking for it in other areas, other types of individuals or organizations that can give you multiple transactions. So like the idea. Also like how you're creating solutions for these folks instead of just begging for business. You're trying to find out how you can help them. I love the, the example of the uh, healthcare center with the lifestyle tour. You also mentioned the lawyer, the probate lawyer who needed the help with the uh, vendor list and maintaining these properties. You're looking for solutions to their problems. You got it. <laughs> that is great. So you've got the channel accounts going. It's kind of all works together, but do you have a separate list of channel accounts? And if so, how many organizations or groups do you have on that list? That's a great question. So I don't have a, a formalized list. They basically get the same stuff that our database gets. So if I have a physician recruiter in Atlanta, he gets the same market updates, the same mailers, the same everything as somebody who came through our open house would. Does that make sense? Yes. So we, we treat them as though they're a client and we stay in touch with them. And we're pretty aggressive with our database, trying to send out really great content every week. And so for us, it's just staying in front of them, providing value, and then we're making sure that when they think of Orlando, they think of us. I have a question for you. Orlando, as you mentioned, is a destination most people would think of for a vacation, going out there to be in the amusement parks and other things that they have there. Are you working mainly with people who are living there or are you working with people who are more transient, who are coming in and out, getting a vacation home? That's a great question. So 20% of our business is second homeowners or you know, people who need to sell their second home or bought a second home. But Orlando is actually one of the fastest growing cities in the country. It's top six right now in terms of job growth, new home sales. I mean, there's just a lot of people moving here. 
just surpassed New York as one of the, in terms of population. I mean, really, I think a lot of people from New York are just moving to Florida. But um, so that's why our, our populations just shifted. But yeah, overall, people are moving here to live. And so it's, um, that's 80% of our business. Well, you have mentioned the idea of building up this database. Let's talk more about that, the database itself, how you're going out to, you really don't have a lot of past clients here. You're building that up. So I assume you have a database of a little bit of past clients and the rest are the sphere of influence and the vendor list and so forth. How big is this database? As of this morning, it was just over 2,800. 2,800. And then of those, how many are past clients? So we've got, in the past two years, just over 100 100 past clients. So 100 past clients. Let me ask a different question. Are these all people that you've met or did you just grab a list and throw it in there? Oh, no. Yeah. These are, so these are people that have come through our open house that we've talked to or, or we've talked to on the phone. In one way or another, they've already had communication with our team. So it's, I would say it's a very warm list. Warm list. And now, where are you keeping these people? What kind of software are you using for this database? We use Brivity. And we use that. We've tried a lot of different CRMs over the years. And we've settled on Brivity because of all the different ancillary tools that it has along with it. Tell us now about what you're doing to stay in front of these 2,800 people on an annual basis. Could you tell us what your marketing plan looks like on an annual basis? Yeah, so we um, we have a pretty high-touch system. It's, uh, it's just over 60 touches. 50 of those come via email. And so we've been doing this uh, like this week in Orlando video. So I basically over the weekend compile like the top three cool things that have happened, whether that's with a theme park or real estate related, new business opening, something like that, right? And so, and then we're also talking about our recent sales over the past week. And uh, just real quick, right? It, and it actually has a very high open rate, which I think is cool. One of the ideas we're going to be doing right now is, you know, with all these new businesses that we're featuring, we're going to be asking them for like a coupon or some sort of thing that our database can redeem. So that it becomes something more that people want to open. So yeah, 50 emails. And then the rest of it, we've got basically market updates. So if they're a buyer client of ours, they're getting a monthly email from us on all of the sales in their neighborhood. That's also via email. And then we're doing two client parties. And those are usually like movie event is, is what's been really good for us. And then uh, we do two hand, like actual mailers a year that we talk about a little bit of our evidence of success. So we were able to help 70 clients so far this year, whatever. Uh, we tell a little bit of a, a story behind that, like you know our favorite story out of that, you know, Billy and Sue, they were moving here from Utah. They were excited about moving to Orlando, just sort of, again, making it a little bit more about our clients than it is about us. And, uh, and that's it. That's the program right there. And so we're staying in, in front of them a ton. So you put these folks in there and then you stay in touch with them. Now, this is uh, interesting, these weekly videos that you've been putting out. How long have you been doing that? So I've been doing video emails for four years. So I was doing it in Detroit. And that was actually part of the way I was able to get in front of so many vendors. As I would say, hey, let me do a five-minute video at your place of business. So you know, Miss Home Designer, let me come to your design warehouse and talk a little bit about your business and make you look like a rock star. So that's been very good in terms of content that I can put out to our database. 
it looks like I'm a connector. I mean, I am a connector. That's, that's the goal is that I'm connecting my database with these people and vice versa. And so, yeah, we've been doing it for a little over four years. It's been fantastic. So you go out, you interview the business owner at their place of business, do a quick walking tour, I assume, and show the people out there what the business looks like and what they do. So it's a plug for the business. You make a short video, a few minutes to five minutes long. Where are you posting the videos? Uh, They're on YouTube. So some of them are unlisted. Some of them are listed. I think I already have uh, 200 of them for Orlando. So that's a whole, that's another conversation, but they're, yeah, pretty much YouTube. And then they get, we, we send out the link with a little photo in the email so they can see what they're going to watch. And then it just bounces them out. So when you're sending people to see the video, are you sending them to YouTube, say your channel, or are you sending them to your website where you've embedded these videos? You know, right now it's just to YouTube. I wish I had a better website set up that we could blog it out and make it a little bit more uh, sexy. But at this point, it's just, it's just setting it to YouTube. And in the video itself, yeah, I know you're plugging the spotlighted business. Are you plugging your business? And if so, how? Yeah, I mean, so again, I want to assume the role of connector. And so, hey, this is Ken Posick with Keller Williams here in Orlando. Today, I'm coming to you from Top Golf. They just opened. I'm here with the manager. He's going to tell you a little bit about it. Brought my son along. We're going to hit some golf balls. Let's go. And then I just, I walk around with my, I've got a DJI mobile. Just you plug your phone into, it makes it a lot more steady. So you're not like, you know, jiggling around with your phone. And yeah, that's it. And then I have a, I've recently hired a video editor. Um, She lives here in Orlando, but she works remotely. And, um, you know, our goal is to put out one piece of content every day, which is significantly up than what it was just two months ago. I mean, it was just, it was once a week but now we're trying to put out something every single day. It must be working if you're going to do seven times as much content. That's yeah. <laughs> so the first, yeah, the initial rollout was uh, we're getting, we're getting leads. We're getting really, I mean, high engagement from our database. And so for us, yeah, we're going to do five videos a week. So every working day, Monday through Friday, we'll put out a video. At the end of the video, are you plugging yourself again? Are you mentioning your business and where people can contact you or, or how are you doing that? Yeah, exactly. So we have just an outro that I, I got made on 99designs and, you know, has our logo scroll across it with, with that sort of thing. So it depends on the video. Like, so I do a lot of new home construction walkthroughs. And so I say, by the way, you know, I'm here to help save you time and money. So if you're considering doing the new construction process, make sure you reach out. My number's below. I look forward to connecting with you, blah, blah, blah. So it just depends. If it's a business interview, then we just end it with our outro and uh, and because, again, it's really supposed to be about the business and then getting in the middle of the connector. And I assume that you turn around then and you mention to the business, hey, here's where the video is. Why don't you send all the people you know to it? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we we tried. I used to um, partner with Viral Marketing. I was one of their clients for a long time. And they would always say, ask for their database. Hey, let me send this to your database. And I just found that so many of them didn't even have a database, <laughs> uh, not a formalized one anyways. And so, uh, yeah, we sent them the link and, hey, throw this on your Facebook and, you know, we'll, we'll link back to you as well. But, you know, that's actually, a, so that's two separate little conversations there. So one, as a business owner who runs his business like a business, being myself, I have some extra value to give to these other business owners as well. So like, 
that they don't have a database. Let's talk about that. Why don't you? Well, here's what we're doing. Maybe you should try to implement some of that too. Do you think that if you had a formalized database and you need to talk to them frequently that it would help or hurt your business? It would have to help. And so that's been that's actually been a really great way to build some rapport with these business owners as well. Now, I assume that when you're putting the title of the video in on YouTube, that you're using some SEO strategy. For instance, I imagine you're listing the name of the business, Pete's Plumbing or whatever you're doing there, so that if people are searching online for Pete's Plumbing, they're going to bump into your video as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, so I've, been, I've had this YouTube channel here in Orlando for 18 months. We've got a little over 50,000 views and it's 100% organic. So, I mean, obviously people from our database are going there to watch that, but I, I outrank the majority of the builders here on their own model homes, as well as a lot of different businesses. What's the name of your YouTube channel? Just Ken Pozik. Just your name? Yeah, if you just YouTube Ken Pozik, I'll be the top one. And it'll pop up. Fantastic. Well, very good. And you said that you're going to builders. Uh, has that opened up any builder business? So that was the, the original uh, idea was to use builders as a channel account, right? There's a lot of problems that I can help builders solve. You know, hey, they're, they have a buyer that wants to buy, but they have a lease. Well, we can help negotiate a, a lease buyout. Or they have a home to sell and the builder really wants to keep an eye on the buyer to make sure that they're doing everything they can to get the home sold. So there's a lot of things that we can do as, as agents, right? Uh, I have not yet been able to crack that, but through all of this, by trying to provide some value and drive some traffic to these builders, uh, we've done these videos and buyers are searching, you know, David Weekly Homes in Orlando and we pop up first and so they'll reach out. And so we have gotten them closed uh, a little over $3 million in business already this year from YouTube. Really? <laughs> That's awesome. So how are you tracking that? How do you know that business is coming from there? So we send them to a direct uh, direct website that when they sign up on the form there, I know that it was the YouTube. It's the only, we only use that website for the YouTube stuff. So when it comes from that website, I know that's where it came from. Good. So you're a believer in tracking. You have to. Yeah. You have to know where your money and your time is going. And so uh, that way you can lean in harder on what's working and, and pull back on what's not. Now, Ken, you mentioned earlier that you're also getting a lot of referrals from an agent network. Tell us what you're doing there. Yes. Prepare for our call today, I was pulling our numbers. And so uh, 14% of our business year to date has actually been agent referral. And basically, I have a database of legitimately thousands of realtors that I've either met in person or met online, on Facebook, whatever. And, and basically, once a month, we send out an email newsletter and it's called Agent Insights with Ken. And basically it's like, hey, here's what I did that worked this month. Here's something that I did that maybe failed. Here's a podcast that I'm listening to. And then I usually do like a, a giveaway of some sort, like uh, I've done book giveaways a lot. And so um, last month we did uh, John Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Like, hey, listen, I've, I've read this book five or six times. It's one of the pillars in, in my library. I'm going to give it away to five people. If you respond back, hey, Ken, I want to raise my leadership lid. And from that, I'll have legitimately hundreds of people respond back that want the free book. And so we'll give away five that we just choose at random. And uh, yeah, again, it's just being present in their inbox, 
a lot of them I've been at on Facebook, so I'm present there, liking their stuff, they're seeing my stuff. Uh, and because of that, we're, you know, we close a decent amount of agent referrals. And so it's just, again, another database to be purposeful with. And uh, we probably could even do an even better job than what we are. But uh, yeah, I'll take it. So I'll rough estimate that there it was about $5 million in business so far this year. Yep, exactly. Not bad. Let's do this. Let's switch gears and talk about your team. So you've only been down there a couple of years, but you've already built up a team. Could you walk us through and describe the team? Sure. So so we've got my lead assistant, Paige. She has actually moved from Detroit with us. So said I'm, we're picking up and moving to Orlando. She said, Florida sounds better than Detroit. Um, I want to come. And so she moved with us, which is a, a big faith step on her point, which is great. And then we now have three buyers agents. Uh, I just hired my third. And so um, they're kind of, they live in the overflow of this sign calls and things like that. And then we have brought on this content person that I just mentioned, uh, sort of the VA in terms of she's helping us keep up with our video editing and making sure the content gets out on time. So basically, you know, yeah, full-time admin, three buyers agents, and a part-time marketing manager. Wow. Very good. Now you're bringing in some buyer agents and people are always asking, how do you compensate buyer agents? Would you mind describing what your compensation program is? Yeah, it's just, it's 50-50, regardless of where the lead comes from. Uh, I have friends that they'll give the buyer's agent more if it came from their sphere and less if it came from them. I don't know. For me, it just, we do 50-50 and it keeps it easy and honest and move on. Are you profitable? We are, yeah. So, we use Streamline Business Solutions here at Phoenix, and they manage my books. And so I have an accountant that does the tax side of it, but Streamline, every month they send me my P&L, and, and they basically match it to what the millionaire real estate agent says that you should be at. I don't follow it 100%. Our marketing budget is way lower than the millionaire real estate agent, but our cost of sales is higher because I have agent referrals in there and some other stuff, right? So it all sort of comes out in the wash. But... Uh, Net year to date, uh, this is up to through July because our August numbers obviously aren't out yet, but we're 44% the net pre-tax. Wow. That's actually pretty good. And and you've been tracking this for a while. Was it similar, say, last year when you were trying to ramp things up or was it a bit different? No, it was way lower, way, way lower. I wasn't very profitable at all last year. It's like I mentioned, I spent so much on marketing. Big lesson. 2016 and then... Yeah, big, big lesson. And so, yeah, no, it was terrible last year. And so this year was more, let's get back down to uh, becoming even more increased on the profitability side. How about when you were up in Detroit? Were you at a similar net profit margin? It was actually maybe even a little higher there because I was doing so much more of the business. So, you know, obviously the more deals I do, the higher the net typically is going to be. And agents that are rainmakers but don't sell, then they usually have a lower net profit, but on a bigger number, right? So, um, so yeah, no, I was, it was closer to 50% in Detroit because I was just doing so much of the business myself. Currently this last year, the year to date number you just gave us the 44% net, how much of the business, what percentage of the business are you personally doing versus your buyer agents? I'm doing, you know, that's one number I don't know if I had it, if I, well, just last month is a good example. Uh, we closed 12 homes and Three of those were me. Yeah, so you're transitioning over. That's great. Yeah. Thank you for for letting us know that. Well, Ken, what drives you? 
My wife and I have a pretty clear vision of where we want to be financially in the next 30 years. And so for me, it's providing opportunities for my kids. I've got three kids and I love them very, very dearly. Try to spend as much time with them as I can. And I want to leave a legacy through them. And so we've got, again, my wife and I have a very clear picture on where we want to be. And so if I'm not hitting my numbers and then we're not hitting our savings numbers and, you know, we're not prepping to buy more real estate and all that kind of stuff, then I'm not going to get there. And so, you know, tracking it on a monthly basis, I think is something that I was not as good with in the past as well as I am now. And so now that I'm really clear and every month, if I'm not hitting my numbers, I know that I'm stealing from my future. And so for me, that, that keeps me going. You mentioned you have a clear vision of the future, you and your wife pretty far out. Would you mind sharing some of that with us? What do you see in that vision? Yeah, I mean, by, by the time we're, we're basically 62 years old, we'll have a little over $30 million in, in passive real estate. And so I know that basically every year we have to buy two and a half homes that cash flow on 15-year mortgages. And yeah, as long as we're doing that on top of some of our savings goals, then we're going to hit it. And so if I'm not putting X amount a month into the net worth bucket, then uh, then yeah, then we're off. So, uh, Very nice. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate that. Well, Ken, if you were advising a brand new agent just getting in the business, what would you tell them to do next? I would say start cheap. You know, that's, that's what I did when I first started in Detroit and, and what I should have done when I got here in Orlando. But start cheap. You know, you're going to get calls just because you have a license. You're going to get calls from Zillow and Realtor.com and Homes.com and 50 other different places that want you to buy into their lead source that'll, quote, change your life. And it just won't. I mean, people don't realize how much money it really takes to be successful in that game. And so I think you start cheap, focus on your database, be consistent with lead generation. And so not just one open house a weekend or one open house a month, rather. It's, you know, one or two every single weekend until you can afford not to. And so that's what I would do. You know, start cheap, be consistent. That's the best advice. Ken, do you think that top agent interviews like the one we're doing now with Mastermind Agent are valuable? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I didn't know any better getting in what I should and should not do. And now there's great podcasts like this one where people can get involved and hear other agents and what they're doing and what they're not doing and hopefully save them some time and money and effort and all that good stuff. So yeah, I think they're great. Well, Ken, I've come to the end of my questions for today. Do you have any parting thoughts for the listeners? If you have any referrals for Orlando, keep me in mind. But I'm, I, in, in all honesty, I'm always here to help. If you guys have any questions about the database program or anything that we're doing, I'm very open and, and honest on what's working and what's not. So I'm here to help. Well, Ken, your philosophy that good deeds are good for business shines through. By helping other business owners, you've created a network of referral partners and had fast starts in two different markets. You've made excellent use of channel accounts, community videos, and vendor spotlights to build your network and influence. It's impressive how you've been able to chameleon, adjust, and succeed in three distinct markets. Thank you for sharing and being our top agent of the month. And join us next call when we talk to an agent who sold $92 million homes last year. Find out who he is on the next success call. If you like the show and want to know when the next one's coming out, click the subscribe button on iTunes or Stitcher. 
And if you want to hear more episodes like this, give the show a five-star review and write a quick comment. I read them all, and it motivates me to keep going and share the top agent success stories with you. Thanks. If you're looking for more ways to generate leads, check out our sponsor, RealGTV, real estate agent lead generation television, and their giant database library of video trainings where top agents reveal, demonstrate, and discuss their best lead generation methods. Visit RealGTV, R-E-A-L-G dot TV. If you're low on funds or just want to get the maximum leverage, check out my masterclass webinar titled Top 5 Free Lead Sources for Real Estate Agents. Learn more at freeleadtime.com. That's freeleadtime.com. Oh, and if you have a real estate friend who needs some inspiration, tell them about the Success Calls podcast. And don't you forget to subscribe right now to hear all the great top agent ideas. Keep moving forward. You've been listening to Success Calls on the Mastermind Agent Network, where top real estate agents from across North America reveal their success secrets, strategies, and systems in up-close and personal interviews. You can find all the calls at www.mastermindagent.com.